0: Everyone, Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish, and a very special guest for today, the one and only Amanda Foreman. So obviously this is going to be a little bit of a different podcast. Normally Fish and I watch an episode, we talk about it at great length, more length than you want. We're still going to do that. We are on season two, episode 21, The Aretha Theory, so we're still going to do coverage of that episode separately, but because we have the Megan Rotundi with us today. (laughs) What an opportunity this is. So we're gonna go through and we're gonna ask as many questions as she will let us ask to uh, also talk about this episode, but also the whole series. So we're gonna ask some of our own questions as well as pull in some questions and comments from our Instagram family. So keep listening. Nope, it's not going to be spoiler-free, more than any episode we've ever covered before. (laughs) We're going to cover all kinds of ground here. So today, uh, we're just going to jump in with this. And um, so we're treating this interview, I just wanted to point out, they're treating this interview as a companion. We have heard some of the content with Amanda before uh, in the Versus Rewatch, the ATX Festival. We've heard a couple of these interviews, and we want to try to cover as much new ground as we can. We're going to try to link those uh, interviews into the show notes so that you all have access to that as well. But that's pretty much everything I wanted to say. So who am I? I am Melissa, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing today?
1: I am excited today. Very excited. I have my coffee. I have my puppy dog. And we have a special guest.
0: We sure (laughs) do. Let's, without further ado, let's bring her in. We are happy, so excited to introduce Mandy, Mandy Foreman, who has graciously let us call her Mandy. The Megan Rotundi, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. We are, first of all, thank you for being here. Very excited to have you here Uh, and have a chance to just talk through it all with you. We've had so many questions, even as we've been talking about the episode, so many questions that we've been dying to cover and to have you here is is just so awesome. So I'm
2: excited. I do want to see the dog before this is done, though, Fish, please.
0: Okay. That'll happen. Fish has it's some show it. and tells for you, actually, you as oh. we go through this. <laughs> so um, first of all, how are you? How are things going for you?
2: Uh, everything's good. I mean, you know, life, day to day, it's good. Everything's good. I actually just had lunch with Greg Grunberg, who plays Sean, And Larry Trilling, who directed a lot of the episodes. Um, And I actually asked Greg if he would come on, but he was doing something with one of his kids today, so he couldn't. But um, yeah, everything's really good. I still talk to a bunch of the people from the show. Um, Carrie's one of my best friends. And Robbie, who plays um, Richard. And I'm writing and... I directed a short, and I've got two cats, and I do voiceovers, and yeah, everything's uh, everything's good. I can't complain.
0: I, don't I mean, have a lot don't, going on. Yeah, very cool. Well, obviously, we watched back an episode for today. How is it watching these episodes back for you? Did what are any specific memories coming up for you from this episode?
2: I had forgotten about this episode. In fact, I hadn't watched it when I went to lunch with Greg, and I said, "It's the Aretha theory." Is that? I said, "Is that the one where you wear assless chaps?" And he goes, "I think so." And I'm like, "Yeah, you wear assless chaps." So I'm like, "You, you got to come on because we'll talk about that." But um, it was not that one. We went to the. I went to a club twice, or maybe even more times. Maybe the same um, club maybe the same club with the like weird upside down neon colored umbrellas on the ceiling i'm like that's such a that's such a like set decorator um that was something about you know the show was so dark i mean literally dark like lighting and stuff and um so they really warned away using too much black and stuff so the club was very brightly lit i'm like wow i don't know of any like underground club that looks quite so brightly lit in real life um but
1: yeah forgot yeah so everyone uh now listening knows that i know the secret um i (laughs) (laughs) very early on i made some comment about Oh, you know, Greg has a cute butt. And then Melissa was like, you are gonna be so happy later on. <laughs> I was like, hi. Wow. All right. That's yeah. a thing. the thing.
0: That we've yeah, been yeah. keeping that one protected. And you know what? If you've been spoiled by Mandy Foreman, it's a good day. <laughs> oh worth it. I think so.
2: Wait, you haven't you haven't seen this? You haven't seen the
1: I've seen it and I remember like big things. Like I know certain things like you and you know, Greg get together and like I remember the big things, but there are a lot of things my memory's not so great that I'm like, Wait, what happened? Um yeah. and I'm the same. And it I just brings me so much of this episode.
2: I forgot Ruby. I forgot Ruby. Was a th- i forgot she was there a, a thing and I she's such a nice nice girl and she was so nice to work with but I completely forgot I forgot she and Scott have a or she and Noel have a did they have a thing and then they break up because she gets pregnant by a different guy. <laughs> I <laughs> Do you remember I like shooting that looking. scene. Am I yeah, spoiling? Was- they like we're we're like having a painting party and and he has to come in and he goes, it's not mine the baby's not mine. He has to come in and say that. And we could not get through it without, without laughing. We had to keep doing that over and over again, because it was just really dramatic and so funny.
0: I think that episode was one of our 10 out of 10s for both of us. We, it was kind of a a hidden gem in season two. I can appreciate why the painting party went off the rails on set. (laughs)
2: yeah and the the funny the producers always wanted us to be they they it's kind of like the progressive commercial that's running right now have you seen that where they're like people want to see young people having fun and having part you know that commercial that's running right now Mm -hmm. that's how the producers were for this show they were always like they want us to be dancing and all in one group so that was part of the reason for the painting party and like the dancing that went on and so it was, we always thought that was funny. That's
1: I so love cool. that one with just making a mess of everything. I I do love the dancing scenes. Um, yeah. They're, they're amazing. And then when Richard goes to the bathroom and everyone just leaves, <laughs> and then he comes out, we're just sort of looking around, and we're like, yeah, that this is not the first time it's happened to him, is it? Um uh, <laughs>
2: Richard's a great character that that character name is richard code was the name of the first ad i don't know if you guys know that yeah
1: so awesome Mm -hmm. listen to your other interviews oh yeah sorry i'm like (laughs) i won't repeat the same stuff oh no oh you (laughs)
0: go where you need to go we will (laughs) we will make this happen it's fine um well we do want to know if we take it back a second here um like we know from listening to your interview with the versus rewatch that when you shot the pilot, that was, you thought it wasn't going to be like maybe like a one episode gig for you. Mm -hmm. Um, What, what was the evolution for you to get from there to a breakout episode like this, where uh, we actually had an Instagram comment from at Galinsky underscore. She said, this is the Megan episode Mm
1: -hmm. among
0: all the other things to love. We just, it just adds her, you know, special brand of oomph to the whole story. I mean, you have some important speeches in this episode. You have some really big stuff in the episode we've just covered. So what was that evolution to get from pilot to here?
2: I mean, I I really, I'm not behind the scenes, but I guess behind the scenes, somebody was like, we really like that, the, the, the dichotomy between Carrie or between Felicity and Megan. They're so different and they're such good foils for each other. And so I think they just wanted more of that. And I guess the response was good. So they kept adding more and more Megan, which I think was smart because, you know, Felicity's, she's, she's a lot. She's, <laughs> she, needed, she needed a little bit of a takedown sometimes. um So I think that was just it. And I think it's, it gets to be so, um, incestuous in a weird way, just the three of them, Felicity, Noel, and Ben, and they needed to widen out just to give it some more colors and more playing space to explore new things. And I think Megan was a good way to do that.
0: Yes. I mean, since you bring it up, the what do you think that relationship between Megan and Felicity is really important across this show. So what do you think? How do you how do they change each other? How do they affect each other?
2: Um, well, Felicity grows up a little and Megan softens a lot. Um, I think then they meet somewhere in the middle by the end.
0: yeah. That makes yeah. sense. I mean, I think it's very kind to say that you're like to put deference to the writer's room or whoever, that they were seeing something and writing more of it. But I think a lot of this is, is also your delivery and something that we were noticing even from the beginning is that, you know, they would give you 10 second scenes. They would give you walk in and out of a room or say one word or one line. And even from the beginning, it felt like Megan was a complete person and a full character and we don't actually know how you do that um like what how did you go about making her feel so full even when you had so little on the page um
2: well that's nice thank you i think two things um well i i kind of based the character on a girl that i knew named jen who was a bartender at this really shitty bar in hollywood and she was in a band called beast and she was just always like straight-faced and but she was really funny but she was very dark and I I liked her a lot my boyfriend at the time was in her band um I kind of based it on her because she never cracked a smile but also um the writers and JJ and Matt I knew them before the show um so I'm there's a lot of Megan there's a lot of me in Megan um I would never I don't think have been able to walk into a room and get that job because I don't look like that. As you can see, I have a very like, you know, I look like a mom or I look like a girl next door and I don't dress like that, but that is kind of who I am in a lot of ways. And they knew that. So they just uh, offered me the, the part knowing who I am, which was a great stroke of luck. Cause as I say, they didn't want to hire me. I don't think I was not their choice um, the, the casting people they had, they had, you know, who they had in mind was, um, Constance. Zimmer. She was on, um, do you remember that show? It's a great story. I'm going to just keep going with, I, listeners.
0: Thinking, you tell us.
2: Yeah. That show <laughs> was like about behind the scenes of like a bachelor type show. And it, she's a really good actress. She was on entourage, but I kind of even know her. And at the read through And the read-through or like a read-through, she was there. The first read-through that we had, she was there. She played a small part and she had, they had wanted to hire her. The casting people had wanted to hire her for my job, but they didn't because JJ and Matt wanted me. And, um, and she had, she looked like that. She looked kind of more like the character, how they made her look. Anyway,
1: that's who I think they wanted. And then, And then the magic of you happened and they went (laughs) um, because I mean, even in this story, and this just really struck me and I'm, I'm going to go to a specific scene that, that I really loved, which is, and we'll go back to some of the other stuff. But when you were in that convenience store, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Megan had built up all these walls or already had all these walls between her and Felicity and therefore her and the audience. And, you know, I'm not an emotional person. Like I never cry at like TV or anything like that. It's just not something I do. Um, no. But you're, you had two specific lines. Um, one with Greg, when you walk up to the character Greg and, and you say for the second time, like, no, really, can we find a sandbox? And you have this, like, look of vulnerability about you that just, I don't know, like, started to break my heart. And then you walk back to to Felicity and you say, okay, now it's your turn to take me out. And it was like all of the walls came down. Like, I kind of choked up. And I was like, how how did you do that? Like you go from having all these walls up and you say two lines and it's like, everything is just kind of laid bare. And it really Mm -hmm. struck me. Um, so as much as, as you say, like, maybe I didn't look like that or whatever, like, I don't, there's just certain things that you do that I'm like, as an actor, I'm not an actor. I don't know how to do any of this. Like, How do you do, how do you connect? How do you do that?
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but you're very nice to say that. I think everybody's got, I mean, I, I everyone has walls up and everybody has a softer core inside. I certainly do. And I wear my, I'm much softer in person than I was on the show, but of course you can just sort of anybody has that and you just sort of become that person for a second. I bet you could do it fish
0: well (laughs) watching this scene over and over again fish and i think you can yeah
2: Yeah, i mean it's just sort of you just become everybody's everybody's pretty pretty vulnerable if they just take a second
0: well if we go back to sort of like big picture because you were telling us you know so this show ended up being more than you might've thought it would be. You didn't think you were going to get the role. You got the role. And then mm-hmm. here you go. Well, I didn't even
2: know about the role. I I didn't even know about it. I just knew when we did that read through and Constance was there. I got, she, I think she even said, she said they, I was supposed to play your part. And I was like, Oh, she not in a mean way. She was totally great. Um, In fact, it was my birthday that day of that read-through, July 15th. And when I walked in, there were balloons tied to one of the chairs. And I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. And I went to sit down and it was in fact for Scott Foley who has the same birthday as me. So, and they all, and I sat down and and I was just sort of sitting there and I, Constance, I had met Constance and she said that. And I was like, oh my God. And she's like, it's, you know, she was so nice and I, they started singing happy birthday to Scott. <laughs> and I said to Constance, it's, it's my birthday too. And <laughs> she was like, happy birthday. I'm like, thank you. Um, but that's how I knew that that, because I wouldn't have known that. Um, cause they just offered it to me. I didn't even know the pilot was happening. Um, So, and I don't remember what Constance played, but she did, she had like a small part that they probably were like, sorry, we can't give you the part we want to do for, this is the casting people. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So anyway, I interrupted you, I think.
0: No, I mean, anything that you say, we're just, we're just scooping it up. So the, um, so you you did eventually get the show, you have this, this role that grows and grows. How did, how did the show affect your life professional or personal? Oh, my God. I mean, well,
2: first of all, I made amazing friends. I'd known Greg before, Greg Grunberg, um, through JJ and Matt. Um, But Carrie's one of my best friends. Robbie's one of my best friends. Scott Speedman is a really good friend. Um, And it changed my life. I bought a house. I mean, I was living in a studio, a rent-controlled studio, which is fine. And it was so cheap. And it was great. It was... um, In West Hollywood, it was uh, when I moved in, it was $180 a month. By the time I moved out, it was, I think, $215 or something. Like it was, I lived there for seven years and it was so cheap and I couldn't justify moving ever. And then (laughs) when I got the show and like I became a series regular and I was talking to Robbie, who plays Richard, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a one bedroom. He was like, why don't you buy a house? And I was like, (laughs) Oh shit. Okay. (laughs) So he introduced me to his realtor who was this wackadoodle, hilarious Bobby. Her name is Bobby. And she would like, he Robbie used to call her a a gorgeous glass of Cabernet. That's what he would call her. Cause she would like drink wine during like, while we were going to look at houses and she was always (laughs) just like souped up on, I don't know what. And we'd drive in her Jaguar and uh, she was my realtor, and I found my house with her. And uh, so, yeah, I bought a house. I I bought furniture for the house because I really didn't have any furniture. And so, in that way, and I made friends, and it yeah, it set my career going. And I mean, it was just uh, the biggest blessing in my life, and it was so much fun, so much fun.
0: This is everything I wanted to know about Rob Bennett.
2: <laughs> oh my God, he's amazing. In fact he's in canada doing an episode of the boys Mm -hmm. which is on uh, i have to watch it now (laughs) i have not seen it but he's doing an episode of the boys because he did a bunch of episodes of supernatural he was he played god on that show and that show is huge have you ever seen it it's like one of the longest running shows
0: ever it's like one of the longest running shows ever right yeah and
2: it's not on the air anymore but it's huge and i didn't even do you guys know who aisha tyler is oh yeah so i was in acting class with aisha like years and years ago and we're friendly and she when i told her that i knew robbie or that robbie was and she was like oh my god i'm in love with that show i'm like you're in love with that show i've never seen that show i've never seen it nobody i know has ever seen it it's fucking huge and they do conventions all around the world like thousands of people and Robbie has a band and they get up and play. Like it's insane. So, and of course, Robbie's in a lot of other things as well, but the creators of supernatural, I think they created the boys, which is like a dark take on superheroes or something. That makes sense. I haven't seen it, but he's up in Canada doing that. And he has a nude scene. He told me, which is fucking, I mean, it's a prosthetic, so you're not going to see anything for (laughs) reals. But he's like, yeah, I have a goddamn nude scene. How'd that happen? I'm like, I don't know. Congrats. But um, <laughs> I I it would have been so much fun to have him here, but he's not here. He's in Canada.
0: So another time, another yeah, time another we're here with time. you and we're happy about that.
2: <laughs> Robbie's the best. He's just the best.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of clothing or no clothing.
1: Fish.
0: Yeah. I think that <laughs> brings us to your correspondence. It
1: was an amazing <laughs> transition. Good job. You like that? Um, so? I do make uh, a few minor comments on, on clothes and hair oh, and thanks. makeup and sweaters um, throughout this series, and uh, you know, absolutely love uh, everything that that Megan wears. Um, And we also had a comment from someone on Instagram, uh, at Ruby and Simba 13 said, I am in love with Megan's entire clothing line throughout this show. Um, As am I. And so we were just curious, you know, in the back scene looking at, you know, this particular episode. How did that club look come together? How does that happen? Oh, my look? yeah
2: um you know I don't know the the designer was a woman named Linda Sarajan Fasmir she had a hyphenated last name I think her name was Sarajan and her husband was Fasmir um and she was the best and she would she was just so like I don't even know I think she I'm sure she's still working she was great and she was just so uh She was really quirky and she would say, Oh, we don't want to get too matchy-watchy. So she (laughs) and she would go to like Forever 21 and Hot Topic. I got your stuff from Hot Topic. Thanks a lot. Like hang it up. And um, so everything I had was from like these stores for teenagers, um, of course. And um, and then Carrie was dressed so completely differently. She was really good at her job. She is really good at her job. She dressed everybody. She did yeah she did wow. such a good job with everybody um so i i'm assuming everything that i had came from forever 21 or hot topic which i don't even know if hot topic exists anymore but those kind of fast fashion stores that um yeah but i i was not they did not want me to wear too much black which i felt was a shame because i you know, obviously in life, I would have worn all black, I assume. But for a TV and for such a dark show, as we said, it it read too, it blended into the background too much.
0: That's a tough note to give for what the style of what your character was supposed to be.
1: And I know, most I know. of what you were wearing was black in this episode, except the skirt, which when you like get up on the go-go dancing platform, I noticed was red.
2: You're right. And right. what I
1: love is they do your makeup and it's like, yeah, sure, she's wearing a lot of black, but then bam, giant green eyes. <laughs> yeah. The makeup was so intense. That was like that
2: was a lot of a lot of time in the makeup chair every morning. Um, and fun, but like uh like the first, I think the first two seasons it was this makeup woman um named Christina Bartolucci. And she was so um she was just, she was great. She was really adventurous with colors and she would use these really hyper intense pigments, um, on my, uh, my eyelids. And so one time she used orange and I don't remember what episode it was, but it, it literally tinged my, cause I wear contacts. It tinged the color of my contacts, orange. It was so intense <laughs> that it led through my, uh, my eyelids. And I always, it was, it was great, but like getting it off was like a chore. And then if we ever wanted to go out after work, it was like, I, am nah, I can't, I can't take (laughs) all this off. Um, but it was cool. It looks really cool. I agree.
1: We are gonna find these people online and figure out everything that they're doing. We have so many questions and like, you know,
2: Christina, I think may have retired. Christina and Laura, who was the hair person? They developed um, this company called Dewop, D-U-W-O-P, and um, they they made like in this episode, you see um, Elena with uh, eye gels on her eyes the morning after they go out. That was a Dewop product. They also made this stuff called Lip Venom, which was like this stuff that would kind of plump your lips. It was I've you know, used that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they like they developed this whole line, and I think they both quit. They were like they they sold the company for a lot of money. And Christina has two kids, I think. I'm not sure if Laura is married or whatever, but um, yeah, wow. a- they got out because it's a really intense job. It's a lot of hours, and uh it's really difficult. Hair and makeup, they're there before everybody and after
1: everybody. Just- yeah, that was one of our our other questions again because we always. I mean, you always seem so gracious and in, in all these interviews and everyone always talks about like cast and then crew. And we just wanted to, you know, also give you an opportunity. Like, is there anyone else from the crew that you kind of wanted to shout out or get a good relationship with and, and wanted to, you know, kind of talk about a little bit?
2: I mean, I, you know, I, it's been such a long time, but I, I was really friends outside of the show with Scott Jacobson. He did sound and Ryan who's Ryan. I can't remember his last name. Ryan and Scotty did sound. They were the boom operators and um, <laughs> they were great. And Ryan, I was just talking about him the other day. He was really into Queens of the stone age mm-hmm. at that time when I didn't know who they were. And he was like, he'd always make me like put on his, um, you know, I think it was Walkman at the time. I don't even think it was, <laughs> I honestly, and he, I, he'd he like go, 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 sit over there and, and listen to the, to the, to the Queen to the stone. I'm like, it's not bad. Um, So I was friendly with those guys. They were great. Um, I mean, everybody did such a great job. There really wasn't a bad apple in the whole thing. This woman, Judy did craft service. She was so nice. And she lives in Palm Springs full time. Now she's retired and plays pickleball I just saw her um because I did I went to the alias reunion Mm because I did alias also and um Judy was craft service on that as well so she was at the alias thing that Jennifer Garner put together
0: you really do keep in touch with quite a few people
2: I do yeah well they're so nice I mean JJ is really good at just assembling nice people because he's nice you know and I just think he doesn't put up with assholes,
0: really.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great quality to have. Yeah. Um, I wish every you boss would do that say- in their work environment. <laughs> 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 um, you did say the word boom, and I, Melissa's whole face lit up. She, she has a question which you may or may not be able to answer. But okay. I'm wondering Bring about it.
0: This isn't even one we wrote down. This is just, we're just throwing this in. So we were just, we watched the documentary two episodes somewhat recently. And that one got kind of meta where Mm -hmm. I understand that you can't like, there are unions to do some of the jobs that they were trying to have um, Sean and Richard doing in the show. But the idea of Richard holding up a boom mic and somebody else holding up a boom mic over him (laughs) is just like
2: driving. He he probably was mic'd. He probably had a, a mic staff um pinned on somewhere. And that was probably how they mic'd him. But you're right. Yeah. They, they of course didn't shoot it. This our camera guy shot that because yeah, can't touch a camera. But it's funny. I think that Robbie did. Um, did you do you guys ever watch Documentary Now? No, oh, it's freaking funny. It's on, I want to say it's on A, a-, a-, a- e, and it's Bill Hader and um Fred Armisen and they wow. they do takeoffs on actual documentaries or the one that I saw that Robbie's in. It's, I think those guys produce it, but they, this one that they did that Robbie was in is based on gray gardens <laughs> and they play the two, the two women. <laughs> oh my God. Fred of course Armisen they plays of the course older they do. Big Edie and then Bill Hader plays little Edie. Have you seen this documentary?
1: I've seen the documentary. Why not? But I'm now going to watch this show.
2: <laughs> Why have you not seen the do- It's amazing. It's amazing. It's it, it's a great. Okay, so so Grey Gardens is a great documentary. They made a freaking stage show of it, and Drew Barrymore did a movie based on it or something. I don't know, but it's amazing. Yeah. so you should watch the documentary now with Bill Hader and Robbie's in it, and he plays the the boom operator.
0: <laughs> I can't handle it. Weirdly, oh my goodness, um, that, was, that was kind of a weird thing to be typecast about. for. I know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we have another pretty major process question that we've been wondering at a lot of episodes. So you know, in the first two seasons, there are a bunch of different times when you'll see like a party scene with a whole bunch of people, people having dialogue, music, dancing, all that. So in this episode, we see one of those at the T-Bone Club. Actually, there's a lot of time spent in party scenes in this episode, both in the T-Bone Club and Epstein Bar. So can you tell us like, what is that like on set? What's the experience of being an actor in a scene like that you know we see this like really fun party atmosphere what's happening for you
2: the people who are the main cast um so in this case it would be me and carrie and um tangy and amy joe and then i think kevin weissman who coincidentally played my uh, husband in series, but we do not get to that
0: um he's so
1: great in this i know he's uh, so good. i saw it's it great. and i was just like wait is that marshall
2: Yes, isn't that funny? <laughs> yes, he's so funny. So, so the people that have dialogue have, of course, are mic'd, um, and then the, the extras or the atmosphere—they um, they mime everything. They don't make any noise. And then um, the music—they'll play like a snippet right before the right before they say action, so we know what the the beat is. And then they cut off the music, and then it's just quiet, and people are fake talking and you know fake laughing and all that stuff um and then the die so you can hear the dialogue and then they put all that stuff in after the sounds
0: wow that must mm-hmm. be so weird um yeah to be, like, the just way, all these they also just... have a
2: trans person in this episode
1: yes yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: which is I mean I forgot about that which is fucking cool I didn't mean even...
1: uh, I wasn't sure if Bijou was trans or drag queen or you know whatever yeah, that's true but, i'm not sure i i um, just didn't think she was trans she it was, was a, so gorgeous
2: yeah I, I i was even in that scene and i i'd have to ask if i if i saw ian um who i am friendly with um what i because i didn't talk to her or him much i don't know if he was a drag queen or she was a trans person but yeah. yeah.
0: It was so great to see Megan's world mm-hmm. and like this full life that she had in that world. Yeah. Have you have you ever had a bonsai demon yourself?
2: I have
1: not. We, we <laughs> have to look up the, uh, the ingredients. It looks like it that. has Mountain Dew in it, though, doesn't it? It's Midori. That's why. Oh, it's is it? It's a melon liqueur with uh, vodka and lemonade and a lime wet. I mean, it sounded pretty good. Wait, thinking, where, do you, where are you seeing this? Is it
2: online? Yeah.
1: Um, no. Well, most people call it a, uh, I think, a green demon. Um, I've never, yeah. never knew that. Well, it sounds delicious. I would drink that. It sounded really good, um, but kind of dangerous. So we were... <laughs> We were wondering, just personally, like either what is sort of your it's dangerous drink because it really tastes good or like worst drink you've ever had? No one should ever have this shot or drink. I hate Uzo a lot. Oh,
2: interesting. Uzo. It tastes like NyQuil. I don't know. I don't understand the appeal <laughs> of ouzo. And Jägermeister is really gross. Oh. I'm not a big drinker. So if I drink, it's like vodka soda, or maybe a dirty martini with Tito's.
0: Yes. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> um, Mandy, just to be sure. So do you have about an hour? Is that, mm-hmm. is that what yeah. you got? Okay. So, um, um I'm endearing. no, oh, no worries. So I'm just, uh, going to pick a couple of our like top questions. Um, well, I do, I do want to know because we've, this is something we've talked about so many times. And we, you even mentioned a little bit about this in an earlier question, set decor uh, and props. So <laughs> in the first two seasons, we have been absolutely mystified by some people's like room decor. And then we look at a character like yours and it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. Um And it, it was really, it's interesting to see that balance. We have some ones that like don't make a lot of sense. Like Felicity has a random blue bike helmet that's just like in the room all the time. And Noel has this giant American flag in his room. <laughs> Is he Fresh really? There. Oh my God. There's a, we had a big debate in, um in this season for the Thanksgiving episode. There was this, what looked like a giant framed peppermint on the mantle in Noel and Elena's apartment. <laughs> There's just stuff in so many other people's rooms. That's like, what is that? And how did that get there? And then we see all the stuff they use to like all the trappings around Megan and it's like perfect every time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, can you talk to us about, do you have any insights into how it was decorated or, you know, how the props were chosen or even who was involved in the process?
2: Oh gosh, I forget the prop guy's name. It's, um, I forget his name. I think it was Marshall. I think his name might have been Marshall, but I can't remember. I mean, Megan seems like an easy one. Megan's pretty on the nose. Like it's that would be to me the the character that would be the easiest to decorate for. I think Felicity's more vague. I mean, what are you going to put? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't even know what you would put. So, um, I I I don't. I mean, we would we would joke about. This, I mean, in the apartment, in the loft apartment, there's a, a fridge with a glass door and it's all stocked with sodas and waters. Do you do you notice that? Maybe you don't even, it, it plays sometimes in, in scenes, like people go to the thing and they take something out of that fridge and they, but it's like, who has that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> We're like, this stuff in this apartment is insane. Like there's a leather couch, there's that fridge, they're, it's just like and the apartment itself is insane with like in an elevator that goes right to the apartment and they kind of play it off and say it's rent controlled. it's like is it though I mean that's crazy um it's beautiful stuff but I I don't like my experience of college students they don't have that much nice stuff lying around <laughs> yeah that's Sean. it is Sean's apartment and he uh, of course has a lot of money it
0: all inventions. <laughs> successful
1: entrepreneurial activity.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. One of our favorite props from from the freshman year season was um in on your side of the room, there was just a giant poster that said funeral bration and it was a funeral bration event. And we had the screen stopped and we were trying to spot things in the room and we were like, that's exactly it. That's <laughs> totally an event that she would have gone to. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you have any any favorite um, items that they gave you in any of the scenes?
2: I have a painting. So when the show wrapped, there was the prop, Alicia, I don't know why I was, well, she was the prop, she wasn't the prop master, but she was a prop assistant and we were friends. And there was a painting on the wall in my room that was from the Disney prop house, which has been, I mean, that's from the thirties, you know, it's all that stuff. And there was, there's a painting, there was a painting on my wall that was like an oil painting of a jungle kind of lagoon. And it's from the forties and, um, really old. And I just thought it was so cool. And, um, I mentioned it to alicia and when we wrapped the show it was in my trailer she gave it to me
0: wow
2: so, i have it on my wall right now i what love a cool it
0: gift
1: yeah that is beautiful yeah oh my she's my cool. uh
0: fish should we do a little rapid fire
1: mm-hmm. yeah so um we had a couple of people um at heather O'Brien and i am going to butcher this name uh, at Marina Presnia, Pres-
2: Pres- Pres-
1: Pres- Pres- <laughs> Pres- mm-hmm. um who asked questions, you know, about your relationship with cast members. And, um, you know, we thought we'd kind of turn it into a little rapid fire, if you're willing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. We were wondering if you could give us one word to describe uh, each cast member and we can kind of give you the name of the cast member um if you give us give us your word for them so we're just going to start with terry russell
2: Mm. gosh there's so many um i mean uh, that's bad i'm bad at rapid fire and it's not rapid um (laughs) uh, i mean like i want to say funny but i also want to say self-possessed
1: very nice good.
0: combination.
2: Both
1: of mm-hmm. them. Uh, Scott Speedman.
2: I mean, they're all funny. Scott is, uh, I can't think of one word, but he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, Scott Foley. Oh, I think Scott Foley is uh, softy. Amy Joe Johnson. Amy Joe is confident. Uh, Tangie Miller. I mean, they're all like so, there's so many good, um, Tanji is unpredictable.
1: Uh, Greg Grunberg.
2: I mean, they're all so good. I love them all. Um, Greg is hilarious. He's just so freaking funny. Uh, Rob Benedict. Oh, God, I used funny already. Um <laughs> Bobby is—he's
1: uh, um, <laughs> eager. Uh, Ian Gomez. Damn it! <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> let's just start right. by saying they're all funny. Um, plus funny plus, funny plus. <laughs> uh, Ian is um, really smart.
1: And just one more. Okay. Donald Faison.
2: Oh God
1: he's a troublemaker ah Mm -hmm. i have to ask just on him because i do Mm -hmm. is he like as smooth in real life as he is in many of his like shows
2: i don't think so i mean i
1: mean to me (laughs) because smooth sounds
2: in disingenuous and and he's not he's so I don't think I mean Charming. not to me. You know, maybe if he was trying to get with me, he would be, but he's not. So <laughs> so I just get plain old Donald and I he's so like warm and fun and easy and he's not putting anything on for me. So maybe, I don't know, if he liked you that way, maybe he would be. Basically, I think, fun.
0: I think <laughs> the fact that you're saying like everybody's funny plus something that really reads in the show because I'm very struck by how to a person everybody is like fully committed to both the really dramatic stuff and there's comedic scenes that every single person in the show has and everybody seems to be fully adept with both so the fact yeah. that you're saying so many people have that sense of comedic timing themselves Everybody's
2: just funny. Nobody was like taking anything. Nobody was being a jerk about being at work. Everybody was excited to be there, and truthfully, it was such it was like a big thing for every the biggest thing for everybody there. So nobody took it for granted. Nobody was like, "Ah, when are we going home?" or none of that, which you see a lot, which is okay, but it just wasn't the case on that show.
0: Yeah. Well, we have just a couple of questions for a couple more questions for you before we before we let you head off to your next thing. Um, one is. This show is our Felicity. What is yours? Like, is there a show or a movie that you rewatch for comfort or just that makes it makes you happy?
2: God, I mean, I'll tell you what I'm watching now. For a movie that I cannot turn off if of, it's on quiz show, and I know it's an old movie, but I cannot stop watching. It's like it's like I get hypnotized. It's so good. Um, it just looks so beautiful. Um, right now, while I love Severance. I could I watched I rewatched that with my boyfriend, which I I always rewatch stuff with him because he never catches it the first time, but I do. Um, and I'm rewatching White Lotus the second season, but we haven't gotten to the end yet, so no spoilers. But I I love that. The way it looks and the way it, the music, same with Severance, there's just something about the mute like music just makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. You everything. have found that. You have found that. Yes. Yeah. Like if you watch The Social Network, that movie, try to take that soundtrack out and it's just not that great of a movie, but the soundtrack makes it all of a sudden like it, it's important and it's weighty and it's such a, it's just great.
1: So, yeah. Wow, um, more, different versions of of Felicity because we have the DVDs, we have the streaming, and then we have uh, at Felicity Restoration Project, yes, which is another yes. Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're just going back and forth between the different music. There's only been a couple of times where it's really thrown me off. <clears throat> bolero. Um, <laughs>
2: some of those, some of those songs. I mean, even in this episode. And by the way, I loved. I've forgotten about the it's a film canister. No, it's a time machine. It's such yeah. a beautiful, it's such a beautifully written. It's so great. I love that moment. I love all of that with them. Um, but like the final song, like a lot of the songs when you try to watch it on Hulu, they're they're like these like going my way and like they're not even a song like and like there's not like a point of the song it's like cold music it's like you know it's just like words words strung together and like sung in a whispery voice it's so bad <laughs> so,
0: i'm really it's glad like, that's that. the felicity vibe singing in a whispery voice maybe you have the word hey in there a couple times you're good yeah it's really true
2: it's really true it's, it makes a huge difference. So yeah, I'm glad that they are doing I I know that um, they're doing that restoring the music is so important. Is there is there uh there's not they're not showing those anywhere,
1: are they? The plan is to release music. It. Yeah, so it's, it's all on Instagram, but it's not organized, mm-hmm. you know, by season or anything. But uh, But they
2: just—it's just
1: scenes right now. But they just put out relatively recently another message saying, uh, "Like we're almost done. You know, we're hoping to get the DVDs ready so that people can order them, uh, and so we could see the actual full series. Yeah, the original. Yeah,
0: yeah. We want to. We do want to close with one question that you—you've probably get anytime you are asked about Felicity, but we're asking it again because we want updates. Um, are there any updates on a reboot? Is that a thing? Is that something that's discussed or...
2: Um, n- I have an idea for a reboot that I was just telling a friend of mine, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. I mean, everyone's busy, but I, I think people would be into it to a certain extent. I know Carrie's got a new show that she's, of course, the lead of and Um, so she won't have much time but I think everyone else would probably be up for it I don't know about Scott I think Scott's on Grey's Anatomy right now I think I've not seen it but um, you know I mean no Um, the answer is (laughs) no there hasn't really been any serious talk Um, JJ is busy but he's always on board if something sounds fun and good so you never know
0: awesome Mm -hmm.
2: can i see the dog please please? absolutely Uh, shall
0: we shall we wrap the uh podcast because i think fish has a couple show and tells that listeners sorry you don't get to experience it (laughs) uh, this is audio only so we'll we'll say we can say goodbye for now and have the three of us hang out for a minute um but thank you so much for doing this mandy it was so cool to get these questions answered well, thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. great. It was really fun. And we know everybody was so excited when we asked people to share questions on Instagram. Our Instagram blew up. So, oh, yeah. you know, people are really, you know, fans of the show just like universally love Megan and mm-hmm. you are Megan. So, you know, everybody thanks you for being here, including us. Well, well thank you. I really appreciate that. It's super fun for me. Awesome. All right. I will go ahead and stop the recording, but thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: Fish, that was amazing. That was unbelievable. She was so nice to spend time with us and I loved all of her answers. She she shared some really amazing stories that, um, that I just really appreciate.
0: I did too. Look, I know, I know you all sent in the, we we received a lot of like questions and comments to bring to her and we tried to include them wherever, wherever we could. And then she took the conversation, such cool directions too. So we just tried to flow with it. And I feel like there's so much to think about now, even if we go back to some of the episodes we already covered, but definitely moving forward, there's like all this really new insight. And we got a lot of cat crew names,
1: Yes, Aha. you're looking up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For those who've been wondering about the blue bike helmet, we have some names here.
1: Yeah, or at least some and uh, and the double double mic booming. We got that answered. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many things that that now we can put new stuff in our brains.
0: Absolutely that been answered. <laughs> Absolutely, I am very pleased to know that they at least play a snippet of a song on set when people have to dance. Yes. That's handy.
1: Uh-huh. Except when you change the music later.
0: Except when you change the music later and then it's all irrelevant. <laughs> but That's okay. That's okay. We know. We understand the process now. All right? It's yeah. yeah. good stuff. Well, we, you know, are just thank you to Mandy yeah. for carving out the time, for being so game to do this and just answering any question that we could think of and volunteering so much more information. She was a blast to talk to.
1: So incredibly grateful.
0: But I think we've pretty much covered it for today, Fish, right? So yeah, yeah. until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone.
1: I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.